Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Monday. It's so... Gross in here today, like negative toxic vibes oozing out of my pores. It's and, so toxic. And, it and is, I'm about to bring that negativity straight to your ears. It's gross and humid in here today. And yes. it's just like the Monday energy is just seeping into everything. I'm just like, I'm in a place in my life, to be honest, where I really can't handle emotionally the stress that is Monday. Like I'm in such a fragile mental state constantly. And to wake up on a Monday, like with an alarm, it's actually really bad for my mental health. Like I feel like I need to take all future Mondays off just to preserve my own sanity. Normalize summer Mondays. Just normalize summer Monday through Fridays. <laughs> I think that's for the best. I agree. Well, how was your weekend? It was delightful. I mean, I have the biggest bruise on my hip because yesterday we went tubing with, I went, was at Brian's, we went tubing and I just like got a little too comfortable on the tube and you really need to look out when in the river, like the Delaware River does not play around. And I just got like a little too comfortable, like having a drink and there was a rock coming and I didn't know. And it literally went up my ass, like boom. And it all happened so fast. And like, I was it was blinding. You know when you get like a pain and you can't see? Like like when you bang your knee at Del Frisco's. <laughs> yes. I do know. That's Jackie's favorite story. It's so funny. It was exactly that, but bigger and like weltier. And it all happened so fast because 10 hours later when I was sleeping all night last night, it was like throbbing. Ugh, I'm so sorry. It's been a journey for me. But you know, that's what you get when you're a river rat. That is what you are. So I'm glad you had a nice, fun weekend. It seemed like Du had a wonderful weekend. He seems pooped. Like. It was a great weekend for me. I didn't want to be home alone, like, again. I was home alone all week. Ben has finally returned, and it's such a delight to, like, not walk into my home and think there's a murderer. It's just Ben. It's just Ben. Yeah. Also a murderer. <laughs> also a murderer, but different. Different vibes. That's nice. I had the most, like, boring, low-key weekend, and I did something that I haven't done in, like, literal years, which is that, like, I watch TV all weekend I watched so much stuff I I'll tell you guys about everything it was Me like too. fucking weird stuff too I because usually I've just been like reading so much or like getting up and at them and I just like didn't do that because it was so hot this weekend I was just yeah. like I'm gonna stay in the AC Brew was like not really feeling anything either so we watched a show upstairs downstairs which up? is like kind of like Downton Abbey and it's from it's kind of like Dynasty where it's like an old show that they brought back. Got it. And they brought it back and they canceled it pretty quickly. So it was only like 10 episodes total, but like Claire Foy is in it and she's awful. Oh my God. If I had seen the show before The Crown, I would have been like not. You would have thought she was a terrible actress. No, no, no. Not the acting. Her character oh. is like this horrible Nazi woman. And I, it was horrible to watch and like really disturbing. Mm -hmm. But the show was really good. So highly recommend. Then I watched Darkest Hour, that movie about Winston Churchill. Um, yeah. 
with like Gary Oldman. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just one of those movies that like focuses obviously on like a major figure and like ten days of their life. Oh my god! Not the I bad. I hate that not, shit. But actually, the t- probably, Jackie probably the ten worst, most stressful days of his life. Oh my god! You know what it was? It was his darkest hour. Oh. I guess that tracks. Yeah. I hate when fucking movies do that. It's like a six hour, you know, time period. Like Jackie, that terrible movie. Yeah, it's like about like, or my weekend with Marilyn. Atrocious, atrocious. Like give us the scope. We give want the us, scope. Yeah, we want. Scoop the, on the scope. We really, really do. So I would like, oh my God, but I was dying with all the Churchill stuff and like. Peace sign. The peace sign, they, they talked about it so much because he started doing it like this at first. And then his um, employee told him that like that means like up your ass. So, what? But she was like in Britain. So but she was oh. like, if you flip it. It means peace. Victory. Got it. Or vagina. No, up no, to no. you. He said it means victory. So that was really a fun fact. It was a, it was a fine movie. You guys don't need to watch it. You're like, you're such like a grandma, like with the things that you choose to watch, like all about like old Britain. Well, here's why I watched that after Upstairs, Downstairs, because the Upstairs, Downstairs ended like at the dawn of World War II in Britain. Like war breaks out, show ends. Spoiler alert. And then I was like, oh, OK, what happens next? So I was like, I want to watch something chronological. Churchill, even though there was like a few years in between. Churchy vibes. It was churchy vibes. Well, I watched something totally different, but I swear to God, it was the best show I've seen. OK, actually, I watched so much TV. I had like an active and relaxing weekend. First, I watched all of Hacks on HBO Max. And I swear to God, it's the best show I've seen. I've heard such good things. Oh my God, it's so good. First of all, the writing is hysterical. Like, it's just so well done. And I don't even know who the actress is who plays this comedian, who I have to imagine is very based on Joan Rivers. Like, she's this iconic legend comedian, opened the door for so many women, and she does QVC. Like, it was so Joan Rivers, even though, like, she didn't live in Vegas and she never had a Vegas residency, whatever. It is so good. The writing is so funny. It is hysterical. I loved it. I would recommend it. Took me, like, one afternoon to watch. It's 10 episodes, and they're each 30 minutes. Then I watched this documentary called Cher and the Loneliest Elephant. And I swear to God... It was, like, funny, but, like, not. Because, like, I didn't really understand Cher's involvement in the documentary. Like, of course she brought a global audience to this issue, but she didn't really do much. I thought she, like, funded this, you know, they basically freed this elephant that was in these horrible conditions for, like, 20 years in this zoo in Pakistan. And the Pakistani um, government, like, ruled that, whatever. They got, but the, but the only place for the elephant to go was a sanctuary in Cambodia, which is a seven-hour flight and then a four-hour drive. They and put this, the elephant on a plane? So this is an elephant with, like, crazy PTSD. He has anger issues. He's killed two of his handlers because, like, uh, he's in captivity. And so they had to, like, work for months to get him in a good place mentally so that they can tranquilize him, but uh, tranquilize him enough that he still has to stand on a cargo plane. And whatever. He made it successfully. And, like, Cher was, you know, really following the whole thing on Twitter. And then she went to um, Pakistan, like, the day that they brought him to Cambodia. And, like, it was just funny because, like, the documentary had nothing to do with Cher. Like, yes, she tweeted about it. But, like, that doctor did everything. And that doctor, at the end of the documentary, had to say goodbye to Kavan after they had been, like, bonding for three months. And he said, like, the first rule of veterinary, like, you cannot get attached to the animals. But, of course, he got attached to Kavan. And, like, this little man was, like, crying saying goodbye to the elephant and like I couldn't stop crying it was the saddest documentary of course it had a happy ending and the whole documentary had a Cher soundtrack which is why Cher's presence was worth it because the second he lands in Cambodia they start playing this is a song for the lonely and it was so emotional and it was stunning wow then I watched some Olympics qualification matches which I promised I would do and boy did they deliver first of all Caleb Dressel 
I want to say that's his name. He's a swimmer. He won all of it. Ryan Lochte didn't even qualify. I know. He might be going back to the E network. Honestly, it was so like in, like awkward to watch because like they kept interviewing him and they were acting like he was dying. He was like, this is your last day on earth. How do you feel? And he was like, I feel good. I just want to like mentor these young kids, yada, yada, yada. It was so awkward. I honestly felt really bad for him. But this guy, Caleb, oh my God, first of all, he's like the next Michael is Phelps. He, is he the one to watch? You never saw anyone so hot in your whole life. Like it was like the stadium was quaking from wow. his sexiness. Like, Obsessed. Of course, he's married. Then I watched the javelin throw. No, what's that like 16 pound ball? Shot put. Sure. Um, javelin. And, I think you're right. No, javelin, I feel like is the, the Miss Trunchable. Does she do it with a chain? Yeah, for sure. No, so there's no chain in this one I watched. Oh, I don't. Whatever. I think she's shot put javelin. It was like 15 Jason Momoa's throwing big balls. And this one guy set a world record, like at the qualifications, like he is the star of our. Javelin, whatever it's called. Team. Um, Javelin team um, going to the Olympics. So I just feel like I know a lot about what's going on. I'm briefed. And the official U.S. song of the Olympics is Remember This by the Jonas Brothers. And it was, I honestly almost cried. Like, it was so empowering. Wow, that's beautiful. It was good. It's a good song. Have you heard it? No, but I'm looking forward to it because Olympics music is the best music. Like, I actually have a whole playlist. Get me a pickup truck. I have a whole playlist on my Spotify of the Olympic songs that have been through the years. The Avicii one. And they're all so good. They're, and like even when Taylor Swift, Rascal Flatts, when they like switch their songs up, like she did Change Olympics version, Rascal Flatts did. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. Taylor Swift has a cover of Change? That's for the Olympics. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, okay. I thought you were talking about Change, the Rascal Flatts song, but Change her song. Change her song. Okay, okay. And they have one of their songs, Unstoppable, that's an Olympics version. It's such it's a beautiful like, industry. Whoever's in charge of the Olympics soundtrack does an amazing Deserves job. Deserves a race. Year after year. Year after, well, every four years. Yeah, but they're so, working so hard in every two years. No, no, it's oh, 100%. Yeah. And honestly, for the next two years, it's year after year. Yeah. Also, um... But, oh, speaking of veterinarians, I watched, I started the new season of Why Women Kill. Have you watched it? Yes. What part did you get up to? I um, actually had to stop watching. Spoiler alert, I, I don't want anyone. I stopped watching because I was upset with Halma. <laughs> okay, so I only watched the first two episodes. Like, she found out the big bad secret. Okay. And then that neighbor okay, fell down that, the ladder. Okay, that's the last thing I watched, okay. too. And when they decided to. To be morons? To be morons and. Spoiler alert, bury her in the yard as opposed to like calling the police. They could have came up with any reason as to why she fell. No, and the reason, they did something wrong. No, they could have been like, oh, no, but what was she climbing up to find out? They could have said like infidelity. Maybe she's a busybody. It's not on them to figure out. No, literally. Maybe she was trying to steal. Maybe it's not their, they don't know why there was a crazy woman climbing up the ladder. I turned it off because I can't relate to Alma anymore. I know, and like when Alma was just trying to like get invited to the garden party, like I honestly could have cried for her. She was so pathetic. No, so pathetic. Like literally we'll live with a murderer to go to a garden party. It's can't it's, relate. It's loser on loser crime. No, it was way too losery. Like Alma was supposed to be like that loser that like you're rooting you're, for. She, she, like you are her biggest fan. No, but I'm I'm really not. So no. I, I I stopped watching. Okay, I agree. Um I probably will finish it because I'm a loser with nothing to do. Maybe when all the episodes come out, but like, I just, you have to make your feelings known when uh, something upsets you. Mark Cherry, hear ye, hear ye. Like, Alma is not the protagonist you thought she was. She might be the antagonist. What'd you say, Marge Terry? Mark Cherry. Mark. Who's Marge Terry? <laughs> That's what it sounded like you said. <laughs> Mark Cherry is the creator of the show. I, it sounded like you said it, Marge Terry. <laughs> No, I didn't say Marsh Terry. So much so that I had no idea what you meant and I had to clarify. That's fine. I mean, 
That's a you problem because I said it very normally. We'll roll it back. Roll it back. Um, before we dive in, I have to share a very funny experience I had this morning on my way here. Okay. I was walking, which was a crazy thing to do because it's so fucking hot. That's I spent crazy. like two hours on my hair. Um, and I ran into this like fabulous young woman who was a toaster and she was like, oh, I'm waiting for today's episode. I was like, love you. Like it was like a great moment for women. And then she was like, the show is just so good. Like you guys are so articulate. And I was like, this is a prank. Like no one's ever said that ever. Like we're hilarious. Like we're crazy articulate. And at first I thought she was like making fun of us, but she was like dead fucking serious. Um, no, I think that some people feel that way about us, Clem. I don't. I think you've been so bogged down by the negativity. Oh, my God. And the people who, like, say, Claudia's this, Claudia's that. What do they say? (laughs) (laughs) The girls are this. They're so, like, Like, they're uneducated. Like, read the fucking story. What the fuck? Who says that? (laughs) No, like, the the people No, of course. We're morons. That you you actually don't know how to receive a compliment. No, no. That's, like, okay, tell me you like my shirt. I like, and I did tell you this earlier. No, say it. I said, I like your shirt. Thanks. It's literally a dollar. I pulled it out of a dumpster. <laughs> like, I cannot take a compliment. If you compliment something I'm wearing, I'm like, oh, thanks. I stole it. Like, I have, <laughs> yeah. to, I have to say something, like, really negative. Like, really? It was so cheap. It's a piece of shit. No, but I feel like it's not something that you have to say something negative. You just, like, can't Deflect. accept the praise. So, like, you need to make it somehow, like, relatable. No, I'm, like, so humble. And it's that's crazy. what makes you not like other girls. Well, at the end of the day... I'm not like other girls. And I think it's so important that nobody forgets that. Yeah. I think that they might forget it if you didn't remind them all the time. That's why and that's why, that's why I come here and do what I do. And articulate what you articulate. In a very articulate way. So to that toaster, I hope you enjoy this episode. And I'll try and be extra articulate for you today. That's really a nice, sweet thing to say. We have a great show. It's Monday, which makes it torture. But so much to discuss. The Kardashians final episode of our generation on E! was on last night. And I watched it in the back of a car. I had such a journey last night. I could, sh- you know how we're always talking about car services? Mm-hmm. My car service left me high and dry yesterday at Brian's. Like, literally, they never came. So I had to call a local taxi company. It was, like, such a journey. I thought I was going to get abducted, but I made it home. And my Time Warner cable app really saved me because I watched the entire Kardashians on the way home, so I got, an- I got home and, like, went straight to sleep. So I didn't nice. have the most premium viewing experience, but I still watched it. Well, you know what? It could have been a podcast because it was just premium conversations being had. <laughs> <laughs> but like you you do want to see the beauty of the women and you know what I really I don't want to get too much into it because we'll do it in the TV recap I thought that last night's episode was like the Kendall Jenner episode like she was making points left right center and she was looking so gorgeous I don't think she said one word in the first part well, so I didn't notice like how stunning her face was looking but that was a perfect face yeah no she she that's like I why guess that's she why does, she's the biggest supermodel in the world because yeah. she has a perfect face you know it was nice to see her like feeling some sort of way and taking up for speak up for herself that bother her and so and like to defend her sisters and stuff because I feel like usually she sort of hangs back so that was nice to see for me it was the Chloe episode and I felt like people thought part one was the Kim episode it was just the way in which Andy was directing his questions yeah I thought everybody had an amazing we'll talk about it but just like small takeaway like the best tv ever if you haven't watched it, treat yourself. Honestly, Andy Cohen deserves an Emmy, like, just for that special. I thought he did an incredible job. A Pulitzer. Give Pulitzer. him the Pulitzer. Pulitzer. Is it Pulitzer the Nobel Peace Prize? Is that the same thing? Not the same thing. Mm. But he also deserves a Nobel Peace Prize. Do you get money for a Pulitzer? Because I know you get a million dollars for a Nobel Peace Prize. Gotta win one. I don't know if you get money for a Pulitzer. 
Just thinking about it. Okay, now without further ado, do, 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 where are you sleeping right here? It is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <coughs> and today's episode is brought to you by Bruch. The greatest electric toothbrush on the market says who? Me. That's who. And I'm articulate, so you should listen to me. Bruch is... Our favorite toothbrush. It's the official toothbrush of the toasters. Everyone's got one. And if you don't have one, like, you really want to be left out like that, you should go get one. The Bruce offers six unique modes to customize your brushing experience. The battery life lasts four weeks. It comes with a magnetic charging stand and a compact travel case. They offer a subscription program so you never forget to change your brush head again. Bruce will ship you new replacement heads every six months so you're never stuck using a worn down brush head that gives you bad breath and then no one wants to kiss you. It comes with a very sleek design. I have two now, actually. I have, like, a millennial blush pink and this, like, stunning hunter green um just perfect for my moods you know whether i'm feeling you know green or pink Mm -hmm. which are the official toast colors so it's just very appropriate the electric toothbrush has a modern aesthetically pleasing design that comes in trend-driven seasonal colors and it looks great on your bathroom counter they also just launched brand new colors so check it out get 15 percent off your bruce toothbrush kit and refill plan when you use the promo code toast at bruce.com that's 15 percent off using code toast at b-r-u-u-s-h.com bruce get your teeth clean get your teeth clean the brush use it twice a day every day probably the sponsor we use most just you know because we're always brushing those teeth yeah i mean there was a period in my life like i'm i'm constantly being transparent here in the morning toast i think we know this about you You do you do you know what i'm about to say that you didn't brush your teeth twice a day no i like honestly there was like a good five years where i was like just doing in the morning yeah but then you got the brush, and it got you excited to brush your teeth. And like when and I went to also, the dentist, there was like no like emergency, so like I thought it was fine, you know. And also the brush like cleared up all those years of, of dust of, and plaque. Yeah. Okay. First story. This one goes out to Claudia. Taylor Swift announces a release date for her version of her album Red. Fans have speculated for months that she would surprise Swifties with a June 18th midnight drop of 1989. However, she yeah. announced on Friday that 2012's Red will be the next re-recorded album on her agenda. Says Page Six. But I know that Claudia. Claudia has a different perspective. I do, but it's, I have since debunked my own theory. Okay, well, she's, Red will be available on November 19th, and this is really exciting news. Why did you debunk your theory? Okay, let me just start out by saying I'm not upset. Well, no, I'm not not upset. I'm not upset about the choice. I did think 1989 was coming any day now. Like, I've been, you know, clowning around every Thursday for the last, like, four weeks, like, thinking that it was coming on Friday. Like, that was just me. And I was pretty much convinced that 1989 was the next selection. 1989 is my favorite album ever written. Um, but I'm not mad that Red is the next choice. I'm mad that it's coming in November. Like, what the fuck are we supposed to do until then? Like, that's so long. And I don't understand announcing a June... On June, I know she announced on June 18th, not because it's the anniversary of my bat mitzvah, which it is, but because it's Scooter Braun's birthday. Your bat mitzvah is June 18th? Yeah. So is me and Libs. Oh, then mine was June 16th. I always get confused. Shit, I miss anniversary. It's okay. Shit. There's always next year. Oh my God, I was like so skinny at my bat mitzvah and I had side bangs and I wore like the sickest dress that was so gorgeous. Um... (laughs) So I'm, I'm ple- I love Red. I love for a while. Red was my favorite album. Like there's so much to unpack on Red. State of Grace. Like you're my Achilles heel. Like so good. I just can't believe we have to wait until November. Taylor's been on this thing where like she's just been dropping albums like when she feels like it on a Thursday and it comes out on Friday. Like we haven't had to wait since Lover. That was three albums ago. We did have to wait <coughs> for Fearless. She told us like months before. I remember feeling like April was so far really? away. Yeah. But now I just feel like, okay, so we have 1989 to record. We have Red to record. We have Debut to record. We have uh, Lover. No, we have uh, Speak, Speak now, now to record. Is there one more? Whatever. So we have five more to come and six months in between. 
That's 30 months. So it's like, we're going to, like, I just feel like the re-recordings is amazing, but I want Taylor to move on with her life. And like, I'm sure she has new music she wants to drop. I kind of wish she just like dumped it all out at once, you know? Yeah. Do you think she'll re-record debut and speak now? I don't think so. A hundred percent speak now. But wouldn't she have done that next? No, I don't think she's going in any particular order. Like, I think that honestly, Red is a very autumnal album. So on the on the schedule, like if you're going to listen to an album, like as the leaves change, it's going to be red. Yeah, but then November is autumn still, but it's late autumn. Like she should be giving us red in September think... or October. I agree with you. I feel like there's something in between. There has to be. So I really thought that like she was announcing red in November and then like literally speak now in October. Like we're going to work our way back in the announcements. But she literally, I didn't realize she verbatim wrote the next album I'm releasing. And she's very intentional with her wording. So, like, this is it. Like, I thought the cover art was stunning. I loved that message. Like, I have always felt like Red was this transformative album. Like, really putting heartbreak into words. And I felt like Taylor spoke very eloquently in her Instagram post about it. Like, it was all great. I have nothing to complain about. It's just, like, a long time. Yeah. I agree. And you know me. Like, I can't wait. I can't get through a two-hour movie. I don't think she's going to re-record her debut album and speak now. I don't think she's going to re-record every single album. I think she'll do, like, a greatest hits from those. Wow, that's crazy. I feel like she's going to record every single one. Maybe over time, but not before she puts out her next album. It's just, like, it'll do be... Do you hear con- that? Yeah, of course, but it'll be confusing. Like, 1989, Red, Woodvale, like, a new album. Like, that's just, like, confusing to me. Like, I would just wish we could get all... I know she has them all recorded ready. Like, I, we know Wildest Dreams is already recorded because they're using it in a trailer for some new cartoon movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Like the horse movie. Sure. The horse. I see a train. It's the train horse movie. Like we know, I know she already has like half of these already done. So like just bang it out. And then you get to move on with your life. I feel like this has just been like a toxic time for her. I agree. She can leave it in the past the sooner it gets out there. I'm sure there's a method to the madness. It just doesn't seem to make sense And anyone who's going on and like listening to old Taylor Swift music is generating revenue dollars. dollars for scooter run so wouldn't she just want to get it out as soon as possible because now when i listen to fearless i'm listening to taylor's version they're literally the same and of course i'd rather listen for taylor to the taylor's version so if they were just all out like she could just cut her losses yeah financially yeah i agree with that so it's just a little annoying but again not complaining because like she's given us so it's much more than most fans ever get no no and taylor swift fans like we used to get nothing like we're getting so much i'm really trying not to complain i'm just like obsessed and like the 10-minute version of All Too Well that we're getting, she said in her caption, there's a song. She, she's releasing 30 songs. Um, I don't know. I think it was like 17, something. There was a lot on the album, but not 30. So we're getting a new version of All Too Well, which is the original that was 10 minutes that the record label made her cut. Like, that's going to be like, like, drown me in a bathtub. Like, throw a toaster in. Like, I'm done, <laughs> you know? Um, there's just a lot. Good that, and I'm excited. I just, I truly cannot wait. Like, what am I supposed to do until then? Listen to the other stuff. You know, I totally forgot about Folklore and Evermore. For, like, the last six months. That's what I'm saying. I forgot about them, but I need to get back into them. Because oh. those were such good times. Remember Lover? Like, don't know her. Like, that was literally, like... You literally have completely forgotten about Reputation. Didn't even mention it in recapping all the problems. Okay, because I have something absolutely crazy to say. And, I like, the Swifties are going to come for my throat. Like, they're going to kill me. I did not like Reputation. Like I, I re- Like, I will skip it every time. And I'm going to say, I think Reputation was ahead of its time. No, and so many people, like, think it's her best album. Like, I respect other people's opinions when it comes to Taylor Swift. It just didn't do it for me. It was, like, very electric. Uh, 
I think that there are certain songs. King of My Heart is stunning. Like there are certain songs that do it oh, for I me. Hate that song so good, but. I didn't appreciate it when we had it. And I didn't understand it. But in hindsight, like, it is so good. I liked it when I had it. And I listened to it, like, a lot because I'm a stan. But, like, I'm sorry. I've kind of been, like, afraid to admit that. I, I don't like it. You have to speak your truth. Yeah. And, like, I really, there's, for me, 1989 is a no skips album. Like, I will not skip one song. Some of them have been ruined just by society playing them over and over again. Well, like, again. Blank Space. Yeah. yeah. But also why 1989. And Shake It Off. Oh, sorry. That's a skip. Um, also, why 1989 is so brilliant is because I think, like, the best songs on 1989 were the ones that were, like, released on a CD at Target that, like, nobody ever heard. New Romantics, Wonderland, like, so good. Yeah. So that's my spiel for the day. So November 19th, we'll see you then, Red. I'm really excited. Up until now, it has been my favorite Taylor album, so let's see if it stands the test. Me too. Like, for a while, it was number one for me. Yeah. I mean, we are going to get a new version of Treacherous, and for that, like, we are so excited. Yeah. Because Taylor Swift said it first, don't take risks on treacherous roads. And we, and we haven't ever since. Oh, and don't swim in the sea. <laughs> are you ready for our next story? Sure. A little update from news from a while ago, but Chris Harrison got $9 million payout from ABC amid his Bachelor exit. So there was a lot of speculation. He demanded $25 million. Some people were saying 50 because they said mid-eight-figure range. Right. We settled on about... 15 million but it turns out it was actually 9 million a combination of exit settlement and remaining contractual fees and honestly like after taxes like that's not that much no he can't retire no we were thinking like whatever the franchise is a sinking ship he got 50 million dollars he'll go on a beach smoke cigars for the rest of his life Uh, homeboys need to get a job like this is not enough i wonder what he's gonna do next i don't know because you could try sears (laughs) He's, you know, like, he needs a job, but he's also unemployable. Like, he's a disgraced king. Yeah, but, you know, I'm sh- I mean, it depends what he's made of. Like, do you want to rebuild yourself? Do you want to start a podcast? TNN is always hiring. Always. If you've been canceled, wanna, come do, here. Do you want to write another book? Yeah, well, the thing is also, like, have you been smart with your money? You've been making millions every year. Like, have you been saving? Have you been investing? Have you, you know, started any businesses? Like, because, you know, the entertainment industry isn't forever. Like, for men, you have a longer, like, lifetime span. span. But old is old. So I hope he's been investing wisely. Maybe using Robinhood? I don't know. Coinbase? I don't know. I don't know. I hope so, too. For I hear Salona is huge. But also, the way we see The Bachelor going, who knows if he'd even make $9 million more million in the next few years with them. That's true as well. He just, like, needs to take some, like, he's a, kind of like a, having a Chrissy Teigen moment. Like, take a break. Maybe just chill. I mean, he's on a break. He's yeah. been on a break. But he's got to work. Not if he invested wisely. <laughs> Who knows? But still, I hope his portfolio is robust. You know, these are uncertain times economically. They are very uncertain. And maybe investing isn't the way to go. Oh, you know, I haven't checked my doge in a while, live on air. Oh, you know, I've been, hearing, I've been like not hearing anything. Just a headline, sorry, that I read are not good for Oof. crypto. Crypto is tanking, apparently. Shit. I'm such a moron. Why? I got it at four cents. I remember there was so much hoopla and it was up to 70 cents during Elon Musk's and then everyone sold because they're normal and now it's down to 22 and I'm a moron. Well, hold strong. Doge to the moon. That's like so sad. Even if Doge misses, it'll land among the stars. I like, I guess. (laughs) I'm so upset. Poor Doge. I can't check that app anymore. It's like it once brought me so much joy. At least you got in at four dollars. Like 
four cents. <laughs> oh my god. At least you got terrible. in at four cents. Yeah, and there's just like no movement around Doge anymore. Like there was a a true campaign, and now like people have left me in the dust because they all made be- money. But do you believe in do- in the power of Doge? Like, no, I don't. Not anymore. But you know what I think? I think other girls sold Doge, and I'm not like other girls. Yes. Okay, I'll keep it. <laughs> It's so unique of you. I mean, I'm nothing if not like other girls, so. Yeah. So stick with your doge. And just like me and my, you know, stocks. Not not like other girls. I'm like, I'm one of the very few females on Wall Street. (laughs) We actually have a story about Wall Street. Um, Next story. Is it about the guy who says, like, you fuckers have to come back to the office? It's so funny. Okay. Okay, you know what? We could get right into it. Is it the finance news that's brought to you by BetterHelp? (laughs) Yes. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line and it is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in many areas. BetterHelp services are available for clients worldwide where you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room again as you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available because BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So many people have been using BetterHelp BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp and Morning Toast listeners can get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash toast. That's betterhelp.com slash toast to get 10% off their first month. It's never too late to start taking care of yourself. No, it never is. Okay, next story about the guy who's telling everyone to get the fuck back to work. Wall Street is in a rush to get workers back to the office. Morgan Stanley CEO James Gorman warned this week he'll be very disappointed if workers aren't back by Labor Day. And if they're not, quote, then we'll have to have a different kind of conversation. <laughs> okay. Goldman Sachs asked its employees to be back at the office by this week, and, Walsh- and the Wall Street Bank even ordered staffs to divulge whether they've been vaccinated. Even more than other industries, Wall Street is clearly in a rush to turn the page on this extended era of virtual work. Executives, employees, and those who follow the industry point to a range of factors for this. First, there are the cultural concerns. Zoom calls and Slack messages are no substitute for in-person bonding and training. Others worry about the cybersecurity and risk management vulnerabilities inherent in businesses. The that colonial con- pipeline. Inherent in businesses that conduct billions of dollars of transactions every day. Yeah, and like we're supposed to trust, trust like Jeff's, you know, Spectrum network to like hold all these facts when Spectrum had a fucking outage last week. A hundred percent because they were trying to get to Jeff's facts. hundred percent. At its core, banking is a face-to-face business and now they're trying to get people back in the office. The CEO, uh, James Gorman of Morgan Stanley, said, if you can go to a restaurant in New York City, you can come to the office. He's not lying. And honestly, like, he's just spitting facts. And I know it's like what people don't want to hear, because I think for the most part, some people want to get back to the office, want to get back to, like, you know, wearing real clothes and speaking to people and looking people in the eyes. But I think a lot of people are, like, loving the flexibility of working from home. But you know what? Like, this isn't camp. Like, they're paying you to do a job. Like, get the fuck back to work. Now, I say that comfortably, you know, as my own business owner. So, like, I would be annoyed if I, like, worked in finance and I was, like, living, living life for the last year. Yeah, I'm just living life. But, no, like, but- why, would any brand, why would any company pay rent on an office space if everyone's choosing to work from home? No, and now they're just, like, getting down to the business of it, which is just, like, get back to work. Yeah, like, this is not, the shit. This is not meant to be permanent. And they're, like, if you were working remotely, if you moved 
get back. Oh, well, that's the thing. Like, so many people thought that this was going to go on forever or, or that, like, office culture would never be the same again. So people moved to Florida. But he made a great point. He's like, you're making a New York salary because you live in New York. So, like, if you're, you know, operating in Idaho for a lower cost of living but making a New York salary, that's actually not how it works. Yeah, no, it's not how it works. So it's very interesting. And I do think Wall Street, especially in New York, sets the tone for business around here. Like when the finance bros are out at the Gem Saloon, like all is right in the world. And until that happens, like we're not going to recover. No, I completely agree. Um, I'm, I'm here for this, honestly. Like this is what the city needs. No, and think of all the businesses that rely on I mean, we talk about Goldman this all Sachs. the time. Chopped, just salad. Mm-hmm. The bodega. The, the coffee shop. There are so many different so many different places. I think this is necessary and I'm glad that we're gonna cut the shit now. Like Yeah, you it's have been fun. Day. And you know what? Like, not to for nothing, like we've been coming into the office since March. Like, what are you doing? We've no, we've been coming into the office for a year now. And also like we did the Zoom thing and like I could never. Like talk about lack of productivity. Talk about public I mean <laughs> mental health disaster. Oh, oh my disaster. god. Disaster. I think that Whenever I think of my life like isn't going how I want it to go, I think back on the times when we had to do episodes via Zoom, and I always think like it could be worse. A hundred percent. Like to roll over out of your bed and then get to work, like you need the delineation. I mean, I feel no, like a that bro- part of it I did enjoy. I'm not gonna lie. Like I have to wait. Like the no, hour like- I have to wake up to do my hair, like I could just be sleeping and then rolling over. That part I didn't like. But like the first of all, the quality of our episodes, like talk about trash. Like we you, we tried right. so hard. Like you didn't get to see my beautiful face every day, and like you felt the repercussions. Well, so that was the other thing. It was like I was kind of taking that toll, like not being able to be graced with your presence and like kind of that light that you have with from within, and that was really hard for me. Wow, Claudia, that's beautiful. Yeah. No, and so think of all your coworkers who have that light from within that that's being extinguished working from home. Yeah, and then like oh, sometimes I just think about. Remember, like, we used to have those Zoom game nights? Like, that was pathetic. You know what? They actually were kind of fun. Like, ours, I mean, they were bright spots in a very dark time. But, like, now when I, I look back. I think ours were, like, more fun than other people's. 100%. Yeah. No, I actually look back fondly on those. Oh, but we just, like, got so drunk on Zoom. Like, that was crazy. That's when I discovered White Claws. And, like, I literally threw up after, like, a Saturday night Zoom session. Like, that's like that's losery as hell. Like, hundred percent. I was like on my way to the bed, and I'm like, I think I'm gonna throw up. And I spent like the whole night on the toilet. Yeah, like Zoom got so crazy. Yeah, and it's like, wow, she's desperate for a good time. Yeah, no, but if we can be doing all of these other things, like sitting in a restaurant, then you can sit in your going office. to concerts. And there I were do, so many concerts this weekend. And I'm sure that there are people who you know have like a nice setup going on at home. But I think generally speaking, working from home and productivity don't go hand in hand. No, but it's good to know that like. You can really fully do your job from home if need be. If need be. And like we said, you know, I think that hopefully offices become more flexible with remote days. Like you have your paid time off and then you also have like work from wherever days, hopefully. And also the kids need to go back to school because you need to have childcare for your children if you're going to be going back to work. No, the kids, you guys, I've been thinking about them a lot. They're so, they're going to, they're not going to be normal. Like... (laughs) They're just, and like, I'm worried about so many different kids right now. I'm worried about the kids whose like development is so, you know, dependent on being social. Like those kids are going to be freaks. I'm worried about the kids in medical school who've been like learning how to be doctors on YouTube for the last year. I'm worried about the kids in law school who like literally like took the bar online and like cheated the whole time. Like I'm worried about all, like in, for the next like five or 10 years, whenever I need a doctor, 
I'm just going to make sure they were not in medical school during 2020 slash 2021 because I don't trust it. Yeah. I'm worried about the campers, really. And the campers, I'm saying, like, are pretty much, like, age 6 to to 12, you know, where, like, they're going to school and, like, it's it's not it's not it. A few days a week. Like, those are really, really, like, fundamental years. Yeah. And I always, I keep And then thinking, you're, like, in the bunk in a mask. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> and I keep thinking, like, what was the ideal age to go through this? Because, like, I'm annoyed. Like, I became, I started the pandemic 25, and, like, I'm turning 27 next year. Like, I mean, next month. Like, kill me. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's not great. But, like, I don't know. I'm, Margo was 23. Like, I think that was worse for Margo. Like, I just can't decide what a good age was. Honestly, I think, like, those people who were pregnant or got pregnant during COVID, like, made the best use of their time. Yeah, I agree with that. In the beginning of the pandemic, I remember talking about this with my friends when we thought it was, like, two weeks flat in the curve, LOL. Um, I, I thought that we were actually the worst age. age because it's like, if you were a parent or you were a young kid, you had all this time to spend with like your family and mm -hmm. that you would never have had before. It was like this unique opportunity, like parents getting to bond with their children and like spending all this time together. It's really nice. But now I'm like, I actually think we're the ones who suffered the least because we're like developed people, yeah. you know, we just had to like pause yeah. for, a, for a year. No, but I definitely feel like angry. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, but I, I, I go back and forth. But me then. too. But definitely worried about the campers. Uh, the kids. <laughs> Think of the children. Really? Are you ready for our next story? Sure. Speaking of the children, Kevin Hart delves into his infidelity scandal with Will Smith on Red Table Talk. Oh my God. Constantly Red Table Talk. Just like pushing boundaries, setting trends. Having important conversations. 100%. He talks about how he had to talk to his kids about his cheating scandal. That's weird that's rough he said i stepped in some shit yeah you're never prepared for that side of it having a little girl in my life it's tough you don't realize the impact that your mistakes can truly have when the kids get involved it's a different feeling it's a different emotion through my public debacles it's been very hard to bother me but when your child shows disappointment shows emotion shows i don't understand why and you got to have those conversation the head drops for the first time yeah that's kind of like what happened on the kardashians like talking about how scott like maybe Scott struggled with addiction he never would have had to have shared with his kids but like being a public figure like Kevin Hart like all that information's out there so you want to get ahead of it when when it comes to talking to your kids yeah so that's really difficult to navigate actually but don't cheat on your wife and then you won't have those problems yeah but that is a problem that just mostly celebrities would have I guess I don't know if it's like you know, the, I mean if I, the neighborhood knows that like you cheated on your wife and then like there's, it depends. It could happen. But generally speaking, like... It's between it, a man and wife. Right. Not so the public. It's not something that you have to explain to your kids until maybe you're older and they start asking questions about, like, you know, why things didn't work out or yeah. whatnot. Yeah. And then, it, like, the kids hate the person who cheated. It's, like, so toxic. Yeah. So maybe it's better... Well, Kevin and his wife did stay together. So... Or maybe, maybe it's, it's better, better that they that don't know. Just, or that it's just, like, a part of their reality... And it's not something that they learn later on in life and they're really disappointed. Yeah. Like, they just have to know things as they happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a parent, but I have no idea, like, what the right way to handle this is because it's really awkward and, yeah. like, it could be cause a lot of problems and, like, resentment. Yeah, but you would rather your child find out from you than, like, from Google. Of course. Or from the kids at school. Yeah. So. I mean, the kids at school are constantly gossiping. Oh, my God. Those campers, even with their masks, they don't They stop. can't stop. <laughs> Anyways, so Red Table Talk once again. This was a Father's Day special. Very sweet. Um, happy for people who have fathers. Happy Father's Day, by oh the way. Oh, my God. Yesterday on Instagram was brutal. Like, Ugh. no, like not, like, not even an emotional way for me, but just, like, no offense, annoying. Yeah, like, I guess people our age, like, are taking photos of old photos, like, from their basement, and it's just, like, blurry. 
No, it's just like it was not enjoyable to be on Instagram yesterday. Yeah, maybe partially because I'm resentful, but maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Things are just constantly getting out of hand. Constantly. Are you ready for our fifth and final story that's going to lead into our TV recap? It's the final, final story. Yeah, what is it? I, I don't really mean to be rude, but like I felt like you started a little off pitch. No offense. I'm a multi-platinum <laughs> Grammy-winning recording artist. And what have you done? I, so maybe I, you were off pitch. I hit the maybe pitch. if you had a business that you were passionate about, you would understand. But you don't. I'll tell you what I did. I hit the pitch. Okay, let's try it again. <clears throat> do, 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 do. Yeah. do it. No, but you, you let us in. Come in? You started the song. I joined in. Uh-huh. And I just felt like the pitch in which you started was like a little off. So you just don't understand like artistic creative liberty. I understand. That's all you had to say. <laughs> Our fifth and final story, Khloe Kardashian reveals exactly what plastic surgery she's had in the Keeping Up with the Kardashians reunion. Obviously, Khloe's transformation was a big topic of conversation, and she shares that actually what she did have done is she had her nose done, and no one's ever asked her. Instead, they talk about her, but they yeah. don't ask her straight up. She also said she's had filler, but not a lot of Botox. She doesn't react well to it, which we know Kim didn't react well to it either. Um, okay, if, okay, I maybe you didn't react well it's like Botox TM but you ladies Juvederm you ladies have some stuff in your face what is it yeah I don't think she revealed all the plastic surgery that she had done but I don't think they've ever she's right like nobody ever like asks me what I've done I know but it's also inappropriate to ask it's rude it's nobody's business but I was glad that she shared because like I do feel like and for me this wasn't a lingering question but for the whole world it clearly is like Chloe's face what'd she do and so I'm glad that she put a lot of these rumors to bed finally um and stood up for herself because everyone can really go and fuck off but I don't know and also like same with Kim like we know that she had the Botox once and she didn't like it but like your face doesn't move so what's she doing so let's talk about the ass are we still supposed to believe it's real? Yeah. Remember, like, a, like season two, they got, like, an X-ray? She's like, look, it's real. Okay, that was, like, eight asses ago. Like, yeah. are, we, are we just supposed to be living under the guise that we all, like, she, does she think that we think it's real? I have no idea. Well, anyways, I didn't even mean to bring the story up to be negative because I actually have overwhelmingly positive thoughts. Me too. Even, um, but that's just one thing that always bothered me. Like, there's stuff that's on even like Kendall and it must bother Kylie because she gets so much shit yeah. for, for having her lips done and Kendall and Kylie's lips are the same size. No, they're not the same size, but Kendall, I would say maybe more than anyone looks most different than her younger self. She looks very, very different. She has, t- she has filler. She definitely got her nose done. She has lip injections, cheek filler. So like, no, you're right. Like Kylie's like kind of like the Joan Rivers of our generation. Like con- like the face of plastic surgery to the point where it's almost a joke when like Kendall just like got just as much done, like maybe went to a better doctor. Yeah, or like she did it after Kylie already took all the brunt for it. Yeah. And people just like never picked up on it. It, it just, it's not, it's not fair. Uh, no, you're right. There should be equal blame for yeah. everyone. I think the only person who's blame free would be Courtney. She's, or I mean. Yeah. She looks the same, but how, but do, you, she looks- how do you stay looking the same? She looks the same, but she looks older than everyone else. Not in a bad way, but she like she pretty much is the only one I think who like attempts to age somewhat gracefully. Well, naturally. Naturally. They all age amazingly. Oh yeah, sorry, but like lean into it almost. Yeah. 
Because Kim looks better now than when she was 22. Yeah, yeah. It makes no fucking sense. It makes no sense. And I just, like, I'm not judging at all. I want to know the secrets. Like, could you share with us? Yeah, it's honestly just, like, a little rude. It's a little rude. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right, so let's dive into the TV recap where we're going to recap the final episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians ever, which is brought to you by Babbel. This summer, get the most out of your travels abroad by learning the language of your destination with Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. From ordering in restaurants to asking for directions to gaining a deeper understanding of the culture, Babbel makes the whole process of learning a a new language addictively fun and easy with bite-sized lessons you can actually use in the real world Babbel is a can't miss travel essential it's true if you're going to be traveling somewhere for your own safety it's so good to like learn kind of like the bare minimum of the language and it's just like fun and it makes your trip like more meaningful yeah Babbel's 15 minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school Babbel designs their courses with practical real world conversations in mind things you'll get to use in everyday life other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be affected because with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are many ways to, to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, video stories, and even live classes. Right now, when you purchase three-month Babbel subscriptions, you'll get an additional three months for free. So that's six months for the price of three. Just go to babbel.com and use the promo code TMT. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com code TMT for an extra three months free. Love it. Okay. All right. Final episode. I actually happen to have thought that like part one was a little bit better, probably because they focused on Kim more and I love Chloe, but I'm just like kind of tired of some of these narratives. Like I really don't need to hear her to explain like why she wants to change her face. Like it's a free country, do whatever you want. I really also don't need to hear her explain like her choice to get back with Tristan because I have China them in my mind. And honestly, it's a free country, do whatever you want. Some of it was interesting, like the parts with, about Jordan. And I did feel like it kind of sucks for Chloe that she has to be like the broad representative for some reason, like she's his spokesperson. But some of it I just like... I just didn't, I don't need an explanation on. Okay, here were the things that I thought were interesting and worth even bringing up the conversation. First, the fact that Chloe was like so secure with herself before yes. the show started and like it was the world that turned her into insecure. someone who's so insecure and like that's just like so sad. So sad. And you can see how it all plays out and like when she talks about how she, or I think it was Chris who was saying she was so secure and then she was insecure and then she became secure again I feel like with like revenge body and like that yeah. whole era she was feeling so good and then like everyone just turned on her and, and now it's clear that like she It chips away at her. It really chips away at her so I thought that that was really interesting and, and, and sad. sad. And like how she used to be treated so differently from like Courtney and Kim on photo shoots like that was really heartbreaking like how she she would literally get sent two outfits and everyone got like racks and racks of clothing right. and she it's not like she was literally like she's only lost like she from, was just tall yeah and she was like what from where she is now like maybe 10 or 20 like it wasn't that crazy no it's not that crazy and when she was like no it's not something that i felt like it was just a fact yeah like, no it's, i'm not this isn't a perception like it's just truth yeah and like courtney and kim didn't have anything didn't say one to word of you right? yeah also i thought it was really interesting when she was like rob feels so horribly about what what he did pretty much yes oh my that, god that we're not gonna make him feel any worse so it's clear they've just like forgiven him and moved on but just the fact that like it was acknowledged that like he did all had of a that spite out baby. of spite and was like with china, china out of spite i thought that was really interesting and it makes sense how they're just like totally moved on from it because like why are you gonna make someone feel even worse about no a hundred percent like i thought it was actually crazy that they acknowledged that rob 
first of all, did it satisfy it? And now Rob even knows it and he already feels enough bad enough about it. They're not going to rub it in. I thought that was really interesting too. Like yeah. an insight into something we like know nothing about because they were so hot and heavy and like it was crazy and Kylie and her took that picture upstairs and then there was like silence and now China's like suing them. Like it's a crazy crazy thing and he clearly feels badly about it I thought that was crazy yes also Scott's answer to the question about underage girls sucked Sucked. doesn't solve anything for me can will still not be talking about him and his girlfriends no and Scott was giving me that put the emphasis on girl Scott was giving me such weird like depressed energy like he was like whispering and he was just like not excited to be there and was really giving me absolutely nothing. I don't think he's in a great place. Me neither. I think that he's been like living in Miami with his girlfriend and I, I imagine they're like doing Miami stuff which is like clubbing and partying. Toxic. I'm sure that he's kind of not I don't think he was ever completely sober no and then he like disappeared with the shot did you see that like he was literally there till the very end and then he was like and he was like let's take a shot ever and I was like I wonder if Scott's gonna take a shot of 818 and then he disappeared from the screen oh interesting it was very weird but he was never a sober person he was just like more measured back. yeah exactly but I, I think just, he was probably doing other things also besides drinking that he has completely stopped doing. I just imagine his lifestyle now is more similar to the one he had you know, when he was getting in trouble versus the one he had with Sophia, which I, when I was thinking about it, I was getting ready this morning, I was just like thinking about the versions of Scott. And I think Scott was at his best when he was with Sophia. Yeah. And by the way, in the last couple episodes, like of Kardashians, when we were talking about Scott and, and Courtney, and she was like, there are things he didn't do that I wanted him to do. I think pretty much like what I gathered from last night is that it was all about the sobriety. Yeah. And that he wasn't fully sober. And in order for her to like actually consider it, he would have to be. And he's not. Yeah. And so I do need like, like his response about, the under the not under yes the like young the super girls young girls like that they does, find me it was so terrible and I no yeah I actually thought one of my biggest takeaways from the episode was Kendall is so articulate and like really kind of has strong opinions when like she just seems kind of like passe on the show like doesn't care about anything just like goes with the flow when she actually like came out like pretty strong on a few things and I thought that her take on the whole Kardashian curse thing like she's 100% right like it's so offensive like all these men can't get their life right and it's our fault like how stupid is that these are grown fucking men yeah and somehow like them becoming bad at basketball or them getting in trouble like has anything to do with us is just offensive like yeah you and Chloe was like you wouldn't say it if it was like a family of men yeah and all the girls who come in out of their life get in trouble yeah and then Andy was really going for it like asking like because there's this huge conception about Kendall. Like, you cut your way to the top. Being the number one paid supermodel, you didn't have to pay your dues. It was your platform. It was your family. And she was like, I'm actually really bother- bothered by that. Because it- it's undeniable that, like, she had an advantage. But I think that she did the best that she could with that in terms of, like, trying to separate herself from it. I remember she didn't want any of her family going to the, the Victoria's Secret fashion show. So, like, it's undeniable but I think that she didn't wasn't annoying about it and she tried to really make it on her own the best that she can. Yeah, also she definitely had an advantage because she, like, she had a platform and she had followers and like in this day and age that's really what brands are interested in. But I think like for a little small period of time like that w- the Kardashian thing was kind of a disadvantage because she was like it kind of corny. Considered trashy. And like commer- very commercial. I don't think anyone ever thought she would do high fashion. Like okay, if she wants to model for Gap. Macy's, sure. Yeah. But you know... For her to, be, her to be doing, like, these crazy campaigns. I don't think anybody ever saw that. So I think she did work really hard to overcome some of the negative associations about her platform, too. Yeah. I mean, still, I'm sure there are, like, there are things that other people had to do that she didn't do. But yeah. there are also things that she had to, like, you know, work against that other people don't have to work against. Yeah, so I, I thought her answer was very 
good and smart and i was really surprised like andy went there i was also really surprised andy went with the maternity stuff and it's actually crazy how unbothered chloe is like she's like of all the things people throw at me i've been hearing that one for so long i'm just like conditioned to it um and i'm not gonna lie like i've been a fan of the, the girls for a while i'm like it's crossed my mind yeah so i i do feel like it was somewhat put to bed Oh, for sure. I feel like it's been put to bed. And I think the fact that Chloe doesn't even care about it shows just how untrue it is. Like, right. when someone says something about you that's just, like, completely, like, insane conspiracy, like, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, that 100%. That doesn't hurt my feelings. But when it's something, like, that you know isn't, and that's what Kendall was saying, like, it's so frustrating and why she enjoyed the reunion so much is, like, so much is constantly being said. And, of course, you have to let a lot of it go. But some of it just, like, fucking gets you and you want to respond. But you can't respond to every stupid-ass rumor no, in the Daily Mail. And Kendall was like, it was nice to just sit here and, like, say what we want to say. And clear some stuff up. Also, their mentality is they don't want to talk about stuff because it gives, it gives air to it. It gives it a platform. Then all of a sudden, even more people who hadn't heard of it are hearing about it. So I think that's usually how they go about things. And until, you know, something's everywhere, then they'll speak on it. So to just put out these little fires was yeah. really enjoyable. Kylie was so quiet, except when she started hysterically laughing during like a really awkward conversation between Scott and Courtney. And it never related to her more in that moment. Like it actually was like palpably awkward. And I can imagine sitting between them. No, and it like was so fun and light in the sky. And she was like sitting next to him and she was laughing. I thought that was Scott really brought like too. a dark cloud. I'm telling you, there was like something off about him. He was like whispering and he was like monotone. And the hair. Like I'm the just hair. telling you, he's not his best Scott. No, I don't think Amelia is like great for him. No, I don't think so either. And like it must be tough to like what I what we perceive for him to be is like in a bad place and like seeing Courtney like be in maybe one of the best places she's ever been in. Courtney is in such an amazing place. Like just her sitting there. Unbothered. No fucks given. Like un, it was it's it's really nice to see. It's I feel like it's like it's like an age thing. Like with time, like you eventually just get to a place where you just like stop caring about every little thing. And I think Chloe's younger than them. So like, she's still like bothered and caught up by so many things that like people think about her. And Courtney has just like completely let that go. And I was like envious of this like headspace she was in. It was just so peaceful. Yes. Yes. Also when they were going around just saying their final thoughts and Kylie was like, I've put so much into my friends and yes. And you know, all of this has made me realize like I have the most amazing friends in my family and I should, you know, hang out with you guys more and Kim's like we've been, we've been telling you that it reminds me of snitch so much so so much and it used to bother me so much I was like obsessed with Kylie but I'm like why are you obsessed with your sisters like your friends are cool yeah but like Jordan and Stas like they're never going to be there for you in the way that your sisters are going to be there for you and unfortunately she had to learn that the hard way with Jordan and I think she still loves her friends but she's not living with her friends anymore her family is her family and like it sucks that she had to learn that in like a difficult way and like learn a hard lesson. But I'm so glad that she's like now on the other side. Yeah. Because she's like, of course, like I love my friends, but like what better friends are than my sisters? It's like we've been telling you. Yeah, no, it was so refreshing. I've been waiting for that moment for a long time. No, it was really nice. But I also think, I think Kylie likes to drink and party. And I think for a long time, most of her sisters weren't into that sort of thing. But I think like even Corey joining the family has like, like they have such a great connection. And like Kendall now with her tequila company, like I think there's more partying going on for, for Kylie to involve herself in. Yes. And I think for so long, so many of the girls had kids that were so young. Like you really can't be partying that much when your kid is still crawling. But you yeah. know, then a kid, you know, Mason's huge. Like go out and party, you know? Yeah. But why didn't Kylie go to Kim's birthday party? Which it's, one? In the, in the island. That is weird. You know, and she's always looking for a party. Like, that was the party of the year. 100%. party of the month. Not the party of the year. That's a question question. I would have liked to ask. But I think all in all, Andy did an incredible job. Like, really, I've had a lot of... Concern. What's the word? Uh, Grievances? Something like that. Yeah. Gripes. With the way Andy's been operating over the last couple years, I just feel like he's so disinterested in everything that he does. Like, on Watch Happens Live, he looks like he would rather be anywhere else. And... 
I just feel like why he got so successful and like why I've been obsessed with him is like he's as obsessed with you know housewives as we are like and I just feel like he lost that energy that he had for pop culture and I thought he really was being like OG vintage Andy on this special he was so interested in what other people had to say he was asking thoughtful hard uncomfortable questions and I give him five out of five stars like it was really a, a spectacular show I totally agree not even lying about the Pulitzer like agreed why not um, so tonight is The Bachelor. I won't be watching because I would rather uh, do anything else. Scratch my nails on a chalkboard. But the counselor will be watching, and there'll be a new episode of The Snatchler tomorrow. So don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that's, that's our, our show. show. Yeah. Are you no, sure? I think that's our show. We actually, yeah, we are doing something fun right after this. Oh, yeah. Not, so let's not jinx it. Yeah, because, you know, if we mention it, it won't happen. So that's our tomorrow. show. That's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast and Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast and where podcasts can be found. So Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us in the morning toast. Leave a five star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing Monday. We'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully, it's a better day. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye.